is Jade Robran. Good afternoon. It's six minutes past two o'clock. Have you seen the ad campaign that urges older drivers to have a bit of a rethink whether they're fit enough to be driving and maybe if they're not to perhaps maybe think about retiring? Well, you might have even heard it on our radio station. Take a listen to the ad. As your parents grow older, driving can become more challenging. Intersections feel busier, driving in peak hour traffic and travelling longer distances is stressful. And driving at night or in bad weather is risky. Even small mistakes can be costly. Look for the signs. If you notice that driving is getting harder for loved ones, talk about the alternatives. Help them make a plan to stop driving on their terms. Don't let your parents stop driving by accident. Joining me is Assistant Commissioner Ian Parrott and Jane Musared from the Chief Executive Council on the Ageing in South Australia. Welcome to the program. How is the campaign being received? Jane? Oh, uh, so mixed, I think. Is mm. it, um, so for lots of older people, they we've had, certainly had phone calls that say, we're great drivers, we do lots of things with our licence, we get out and about in the community, we're volunteering five days a week, are you trying to get us off the road? And our response to that is not at all, not at all. If you're a great driver and you're confident in your driving, then keep driving. Um, I, I think the importance of this is about reflecting on if you think uh, there are times of the day you shouldn't be driving, if you should be modifying your driving, then do that ahead of time. Do the thinking ahead of time. It's a really hard topic to tackle because it's that fine line of being safe on the road for yourself and then everybody else on the road, but also not offending the person as well, isn't it? It is really important that we realise, I mean, in all of our conversations with older people, um, particularly in our regions, uh, the, the driving is is the keys to freedom. Mm. And so, and there are two parts of that, I suppose. There's the responsibility that comes with driving, so continuing to, ref, to reflect on at every age, am I doing a good job of my driving and, you know, what should I be doing to make sure my driving is safe for me and for others? But the other part of that is, um, if I'm not, what are my alternatives and planning ahead for that? Ian, for you guys to get behind this campaign, there obviously is an issue out there. Yeah, that's right. Um, this campaign is specifically looking at older drivers and, and we've, we've set the, uh, the, I guess, the age at 70 because that's part of where our statistics are actually bracketed through, so okay. 70 and over. So it's not about, you know, targeting people who are 70 years old or even older. Again, we're talking about what Jane was saying before. It's about um, your confidence to be able to drive, your ability to be able to drive safely and, and mm. therefore keep yourself, your passengers and other people on the road safe. So when we look at that um, bracket, if you like, of, of people, about um, uh, 23 uh, sorry, about 13% of our residents in South Australia are 70 or older. Yep. But 23% of them are represented in life, uh, in serious injury crashes or where their life is lost. So that's quite high. It is quite high. So when you put it in practical terms, over the last five years, that's 23 people who have lost their lives on South Australian roads who are over 70. Yeah, right. And nearly 100 people who suffer serious injuries. And when we say serious injuries, what that means is um, someone's generally ended up in hospital and oftentimes uh, they can be suffering from lifelong injuries. So this is a segment of the market that we, if you like, that we haven't actually really reached out to and spoken to personally about um, this this issue and this mm. this um, potential risk on the roads for them and for other road users. 
So it's complementing the, you know, the other adverts that we have in the market targeting specific individuals rather than you know, just putting a general road safety message out there, which can sometimes be lost on everybody. If you'd like to share an opinion or whether you would like to ask either Jane or Ian a question, you are more than welcome to join the program, 8223 The campaign also, it's not just you know, loss of life or serious. There's little just bingles, isn't there? It's just that lapse of concentration that, you know, you've also got to just, just check in and go, oh, hang on a minute. Is that, you know, am I slamming on the brakes probably a little bit too much lately? And just check in with yourself. Yeah, I think like Jane was saying before, it's a, it's a little bit about, um, recognising the signs and being honest with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it's about um, children or carers or GPs also being honest you know, with the older person as well. If it is coming time to start firstly thinking about modifying your driving behaviour first of all, because we're not saying to people, we're not saying to everybody by any means of the imagination, if you're over 70 and you need to stop driving, that's clearly not what we're trying to do here. Yeah. What we're trying to do is we're trying to say to people, Look, I think we all know circumstances or experience circumstances where it's you've just got that cringy moment where you've gone, oh, that was a bit close or that was a bit uh, unsafe. But there's often a really uncomfortableness, I think, when, you know, particularly kids are trying to talk their parents down around, you know, how do I actually tackle this issue with my parents or my older loved ones in terms of trying to keep them safe but not offending them? And in fact, you know, that's what we weigh up, I suppose, is, that, you know, for some people, some people have taken offence, think that this is kind of having a go at them. Mm. I guess, I guess what we would say always is we have to understand as older people, we are a bigger and bigger proportion and number of our, of the road users that, that it is really important for road safety campaigns to include us in, in the messaging. Um, we have as much responsibility as, as younger age groups and other age groups and, and other cohorts, I suppose, mm. to take responsibility for our driving and our decision making. Um, so, uh, you know, that this has prompted some conversations between people, perhaps facilitate some conversations. Uh, what we hear about all the time is that it's really tough to have those conversations, particularly with a, with a mate or somebody who regularly drives you or, um, and sometimes those conversations or sometimes those considerations are, look, I, I'm not going to take passengers anymore. I find it too distracting. I want to be just focused on the road. So that's the modification I make. Or I'm not going to drive at night anymore. Or I'm going to drive to the shops and back when it's not busy, but I'm not going to do other driving now. Um, and I guess uh, older people are really good at making those decisions. Um but need to plan ahead to make sure that they've got other alternatives in place. It is a difficult conversation because essentially, you know, you might be hearing this message and be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, you guys are trying to take away my independence. And that's not the case. No, and in fact, um, but but we hear that a lot. And mm. in fact, that is the biggest threat to people. And uh, I think we've got to appreciate just how important driver's licences are to people's independence. Um uh, but the tough things here, it, it, the tough thing is that if we're not safe to drive, then we do have to put our keys away and we do have to find some alternatives. And I guess the, what we'd be encouraging is if people, um, think that that's coming about or they're going to be some modifications, do it ahead of time. So Jane, what are some of the things that if you are, you know, of that age bracket or older, and you know what, it could be in your 50s or 60s. Indeed. It's just the stats that, Ian, that you were just saying that that's, that's the key um, age group there. But, you know, if, if you're starting to, you know, I guess show some of those 
things where you think, oh, maybe you shouldn't be behind the wheel? What are they? So um, one of the things that so uh, public transport is obviously really, really important. In fact, we've got a campaign at the moment called Seniors on Board and we'd love people to ring us at Cota and book in um, for one of our sessions, which is so So if we've driven a, a car all our life, mm. um, it, it is highly likely we're not actually very good or wouldn't know where to start with public transport. So um, we're, re- we're supporting older people to learn how to get back on the buses or back on the trains. So public transport is really important. Um, obviously, um, as part of my aged care packages for some people, that's an important consideration. So people should ask about transport options through there. Uh, talk to a GP about, uh, about taxis and getting, um, getting a discount voucher book for taxis. Um, but, but also talking to family and friends about new arrangements. We're also seeing an increasing number of people who are using a range of mobility scooters, for example, yes. to get around. And certainly as we go in, into regional South Australia, they have liberated people quite substantially. Um, so it is. there are a range of options, I suppose, and we'd be encouraging people to explore those ahead of time. Ian, for the people that are behind the wheel and, uh, you know, they may be experiencing, you know, that time where they might need to start cutting back hours, what are some of the, I guess, telltale signs that they probably should start either thinking it for themselves or at least have a conversation with a loved one? Yeah, look, I think sometimes people think the obvious signs, if you have a small bingle mm-hmm. or I mean, a little car park dent or something like that, there, there's some are probably the the obvious signs that other people see that the um, the person themselves doesn't actually notice first. Some of the things are just quite simply it's much more stressful or frightening to be driving in certain circumstances than yeah. it was or used to be mm. uh, because maybe you don't have the same level of confidence that you used to have. So as Jane was saying before, you know, it could be nighttime. It could be driving um, in inclement weather. So if it's really raining hard or even just even if it's just raining, mm. you know, sometimes that can make it really difficult for people um, as we get older and, and, you know, some medical issues start to become a bit of a factor and some physical issues start to become a bit of a factor, such as reaction times and things like that. So it's really important that um, individuals recognise these signs. And this is where this campaign is really focused. It's not about um, uh, stopping people from driving or taking away their licences. What it's about is, as Jane was saying before, you, you, know, you don't want this to happen um, without you having some say in it and some preparation and having control over your life because it is about your independence and mm. a range of other things. So the campaign quite clearly says, you know, don't lose your licence by accident. Um, it's about actually doing those preparatory steps and, and actually understanding what's available for people as alternate forms of transport. And, and these are some of the things I think people don't um, look at or aren't aware of, and that's why it's really important for the three prongs of this campaign is older drivers themselves, mm. children or loved ones or carers that you know see these little things happening, and GPs as well, you know, because oftentimes, in particular, I think picking up on Jane's point before about regional areas, it can be a tough call for a GP of a person in regional areas to to make that call when they understand, you know, some of the implications of it as well. I think it's a very, very hard conversation to have. I personally have two children that drive with a family member, and I'm not going to say what family member it is <laughs> or what state or anything like that, but my kids have come home um, a little while ago and said, 
mum, I'm really scared to be driving with that person and I have to have that conversation. Now, I've been putting it off, uh, but it is a conversation that I have to have. And so I know firsthand what, what this is like and it actually makes me feel really sad and sick that uh, this is a conversation that has to be had. But uh, I guess that's why you're, you're bringing it to, you know, to air because there's probably hundreds if not thousands of, of families out there going through exactly you know, potentially what I am. And the choice, sorry, Jane, I mean, the choice is, um, in some cases, unfortunately, the choice is having the conversation mm. and modifying the driving behaviour or, you know, in the most serious of circumstances, losing a loved one or having them seriously injured yeah. and then wishing you'd said something. You know, oh, I mean, it's such, a, it's such a dilemma for people. I mean, we get that, but mm. this is the whole reason why the campaign is structured in this way because it does actually reach out to people. And, I, and I'm not sure about you, Jane, but I, mean, I know my dad's, you know, had a bit of a, you know, ingest crack at me and, and so have a couple of older friends and that as well. And one of them is probably listening today. So I'm sure I'll get a, a phone call or a text after this to, to have a, have another crack at me again. But the good thing about it is they're having the conversation. Yeah, that's right. And that's the really important part about this campaign about, you know, what we actually want to get across to people. And the fact it's coming from a loving place, it's not coming f to be nasty and like, oh, you're too old to drive. It's not, it's not on the attack. It's coming from a place of love because we want all of our loved ones to remain in our world. And, and indeed, you know, I, I think driving your grandchildren, for example, or driving somebody else's kids or indeed driving another passenger yeah. is a distraction that some drivers may be relieved to be relieved of. So, so that true. they may well be better drivers if they didn't take passengers. And that's one of the modifications that we know that people make. That um, is so true. Because I don't know if stay. my kids are being, you know, loud in the back and, and being distractive or asking, you know, a thousand questions. Who knows? I'm not there. So you're absolutely spot on. There's always another side to a tail. Uh, and and so you know the beginning of that conversation may well be something that that is a great relief. I think the the other really important thing to note is that um, part of the reason that older people may uh, uh, are more likely to be severely injured or to to indeed to die mm. is because um, they may well have underlying frailties or health conditions or and and so um, I guess it's also important that we understand that that predisposes us if if we have um, frailties or underlying health conditions and we are in an accident mm. then that also contributes to our higher risk, you know, if uh, in the case of a vehicle accident, and you know, we can we may be able to do something about that too if we um, either don't get in a car with somebody who we think is unsafe, it may or may not be an older person, or we ourselves don't drive. Um, so these, are, you know, I, I do think this is about the conversation and the planning ahead. We're going to take a very short break. If you would like to join the conversation and share your opinion, we do welcome that. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this ad campaign. 8223 0000. Is 2022 the year you start planning life? After retirement, feel confident in your newfound social and financial freedom when you move into a Caritas retirement village. With 11 locations across Adelaide, including Brooklyn Park, Marion and Glenelg, the lifestyle you have always dreamed of is just around the corner. Call Caritas Retirement Villages now on 1300 796 311 to book a village tour. Caritas Retirement Villages, building better communities. It's been two years now since our lives have been so globally upended 
by this pandemic? And if there is one product I'd really like for all elderly to consider having more than ever before, it's the CareAlert Smart Dialer. It's a world-class product that saves lives and has features that no other system in Australia has. Seriously, if there ever was a time where you need to have the ability to get emergency help while alone, it is right now. Whether you have a sudden illness or a nasty fall, or even hear intruders trying to break into your home, just a press of a button and help can be on its way. If you have elderly parents, give CareAlert a call. They can assist you with the correct system to purchase. They are not expensive and they will give you incredible peace of mind. And wow, don't we all need that at the moment. CareAlert, providing peace of mind for over 15 years. A life-saving product that every elderly person should have. Visit carealert.com.au or call 1300-75-85-95. Go big in the Nissan Patrol. Big on comfort, big on power. And the 2021 Drive Car of the Year Best Upper Large SUV. Contact your Nissan dealer to reserve your Patrol today. T's and C's apply. Limited stock available. Hi, Susanna Toop here. Tenants, you're going to love this. Toop and Toop now gives you early access to rental properties up to two months before public release with alerts direct to your inbox. Find your next home sooner. Register now at toop.com.au slash rent. It's kitchen week at Spartan Electrical. Save big when you upgrade the heart of your home with store-wide savings on big brand kitchen appliances like up to 25% off Bosch appliances across their entire range. Bosch, a brand you can trust. Get Adelaide's best prices on ovens, cooktops, range dishwashers and fridges with our price match guarantee. One week only. Spartan Electrical's Heart of the Home Kitchen Week sale is on right now. Interest-free zip and afterpay available. Shop local, shop Spartan, Campbelltown and Torrensville. Ends Monday. If you run a local business, we radio listeners would like a word. A word about your garden centre sale. A word about your new online store. A word about your famous meat pies. Because you've got the things we want. But unless you advertise it, we won't know about it. So get on the radio. Then it'll be your store we go to. Your website we visit. And your name we remember. Come on. We're all ears. Advertise on radio and watch your business grow. For help with radio advertising, visit radioalive.com.au. Jade Robran on 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. It's 24 minutes past 2 o'clock and I'm joined in the studio by Chief Executive Counsel of the Ageing in South Australia, Jane Muzzered, and also Assistant Commissioner, Police Commissioner, Ian Parrott. We're talking about the ad campaign that urges older drivers just to have a bit of a rethink whether they're fit enough to be driving. We're joined on the line by Father Joan, who I haven't spoken to for a while. Hello. Oh, it's so nice to speak to you all, actually. You're all people that I hold in great esteem. Um, I had a, an experience with my beautiful stepmother who died recently. He was driving up to about the age of 90, and it was it was absolutely frightening because she had dementia as well. So I understand what you're on about. Uh, can I tell you, I know Toronto is a much bigger city, but they had fabulous public transport. Older people would not want to drive in winter. But what they did is they had wider footpaths, and a lot of people had what we call gophers, that people think of disability scooters here, but they were called shoppers. And a lot of people went down to their doctors, their supermarkets or whatever, in these in these scooters that had quite a, a long range. And they've got a lot of people uh, still mobile, 
for off the road. And I was amazed that even in cold weather, people would come along to church on Sundays on these scooters. And also, of course, the public system, uh, bus system and tram system was so much better. But if the public transport's there and you can get people using these scooters without thinking, oh, this means I've got a disability and what's wrong with that anyway, I say. But people, but the main roads were for cars and the side streets, you would see half a dozen scooters coming down to the local supermarkets every day. Because people in highways don't have room for cars, they have these mobility scooters. And I think we could do a lot with that. Great suggestion. Do you, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Joan. Thank you so much, Joni. Are you familiar with uh, with those? Certainly, mobility scooters are a really important part of our lives now. So, I mean, we think of and mobility scooters are used on footpaths. They're they're classified as pedestrians. I'm looking over to AC Parrot here to make sure that I'm interpreting my rules right. <laughs> but um, they and and many of them, um, I think of them older people as being ahead of the curve in terms of electric vehicles. They are the ultimate electric vehicles, if they you are. like, and they do create a, a level of freedom uh, but do require some uh, practice um, so again if that's where you're going with your driving if any of uh, your listeners are, are going there with their driving and think that they're getting toward the end or they want to uh, do the short trip up to their local shopping center or um, over to a friend's house then I do think getting on top of what it takes to buy one, getting some information about how to buy one and then um, having some practice on one is a really good idea. That's part of planning ahead. Let's chat with Carl, who's called in. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Really good, thank you. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, so look, I was really interested in what um, you have been speaking about and in actual fact had exactly the same situation that I had to deal with my father-in-law. Um, and, uh, and of course, he, he eventually passed and got vascular dementia. And so um, losing his license was, was a really um, uh, difficult part of his life. Mm, um, mm. And uh, But one of the things that I wanted to point out to you is, is that um, mobility is, is you know, becoming so revolutionary now. I actually ride a thing called an electronic unicycle, which is a motorised um, wheel that I stand on and, and, and can commute on. Um, and there are other things such as, you know, the, the scooters that are in the city, etc. Yes. So as part of actually promoting an entirely new form of micro-mobility, what we what we potentially need to do is actually expand the horizons of what mobility actually means to us, both as as young as young people, um, and as we as we get on, that we're not, you know, we don't have to surround ourselves in steel um, and four wheels and and spending two dollars, you know, thirty five, you know, a, a litre, yeah. whereas we actually have these capabilities, and it's beggars belief that in this day and age, that the South Australian government um, has outlawed. Um, electronic scooters other than the ones that are prescribed in the city. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous that you can buy a scooter, but you can only use it on private land. Why isn't now, and now that we've got a change of government, what a perfect time for them to make a decision to allow these scooters with suitable regulation to be able to be used throughout our city. Great call, Carl. Thank you very much. It, it's very interesting point, isn't it? It's having that attitude change of what actually is, you know, being mobile. 
And and it's a whole lot of things, really, isn't it? I, I have four adult children, and only one of the four has a, uh, own a car. So all of them work full time, um, but only one of the four uh, owns a car. So, um, you know, I do think that our mobility will change over time. Um, but uh, but I don't want to under underplay or undervalue the importance of of uh, a driver's license and mm. you know we do hear for you know people say that loss of a license is like a kick in the guts or is rear is devastating um i i guess the importance of this campaign is that do it on your terms rather than because someone makes you wait that's taken away from you uh, Haley's just messaged and she's asked can you please ask ian why mobility scooters riders drivers do not need to wear a helmet uh, look, it depends on the on the scooter that you're using, but generally speaking, uh, the scooters are um, generally four wheels, mm-hmm. so they're a very stable platform, and the speeds that they travel at are also limited as well. So, okay. um, that that's the main reason around that. But I think the important thing is is that, um, as Jane was saying, and as your last caller was saying, there are, there are different options available for people, and not all options will suit um, all people either. So. Sure, younger people might enjoy, uh, might be um, enjoy and be very capable to use an electric scooter, mm. um, but as we get older, we, that may not be an option for us, or we might not feel as confident again in, in using that type of transport. So, it is really about having the conversations to understand what your options are yeah. uh, and taking control yourself of where you're at and and how you actually potentially want to step you know step down when that time comes, and ultimately if a, if a time does come to stop driving, um, mm-hmm. and just understanding what those options are. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate it. We were joined by Assistant Police Commissioner Ian Parrott and also Jane Massarad, who is the Chief Executive Counsel on the Ageing of South Australia. If you would like to uh, share your opinions, we've got a couple of emails and text messages to read out. But if you want to uh, put your opinion across a little later in the program, 8223 0000.